music, 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 technology, music, technology, music, technology. Hello, everyone. This is Heath with the Music Technology Teacher Network, www.mutechteachernet.com. And I'm really excited about uh, this podcast today. It's sort of like the relaunch and reintroduction of Mutech Teacher Talk. And one of the big changes that has happened around here is that I now have a production and social media manager that is helping me uh, produce and put out all of this content. So I'm really glad to uh, introduce to uh, the Music Technology Teacher Network our first expansion of staff is the new production manager, who's actually my son, William. William, welcome to Mutech Teacher Talk. Hi. So, you know, as we, like over the past six months or so, uh, you know, because, you know, Will and I ride to school together every morning, and, uh, you know, he's, yeah, he's just, you know, finished up middle school, heading into high school uh, next year, and uh, certainly knows a lot more about social media and trends and stuff than I do. So, I've been talking to him about some things and ideas that I had uh, with the podcast and and how to possibly make it better. And the thing about it is, like, he kept giving me these suggestions that were really good and helpful. So I was like, hey, let me just hire you uh, to be my production and social media manager. And he was like, okay, cool. So that's what we're doing, and we're sort of, like, relaunching and reintroducing uh, the podcast. So, well, you want to, uh, you know, talk about anything, any of those suggestions in particular that we're trying to do with the pod? So, first of all, we're going to, hopefully, we're going to start bringing in a kind of news episode uh, for the off weeks, or what used to be the off weeks of the podcast, where uh, it's simply just discussing what new developments have came in since, you know, the the week or so prior yeah, because one of the things, you know, that you told me was, it's like, Dad, if you want the podcast to go, you can't just, like, put a podcast out, like, randomly every, you know, six or eight months. It needs to have some kind of regular content, so... It's got to be frequent. Yeah, it's got... So, that's one of the things that uh, we're going to be trying to do is actually provide regular content. So, the goal coming up is that we're going to be releasing a, a pod once a week. So, the idea is probably on Mondays. Uh, the first Monday of each week, we're going to be releasing uh, a new episode. So some of those episodes are just going to be me talking about news and updates or I don't know, whatever happens to be on my mind, I guess. So, But in between, we have got a list of people already lined up uh, to interview that I think are going to be uh, really, you know, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's looking really exciting. Yeah, so, uh, you know, just for example, uh, we've already released one episode with Christy Todd, who teaches at uh, Rising Star Middle School in Fayette County, which is just south, southwest of Atlanta, and is one of the 10 finalists for the State Teacher of the Year Award that uh, is presented uh, every year by the Georgia Department of Education. And she's doing some really amazing things with her students there. Um, we're also having a conversation with Chris Rickwood, who is a composer who his whole career has been composing for video games. Um, the Another guest we have lined up is Dr. Jason Freeman. Dr. Freeman is the head of the music department and music technology program at Georgia Tech University in Atlanta, which is uh, one of the most innovative uh, music technology programs, uh, you know, really in the world. So we've got him coming up. 
Um, we've got some other really great teachers. Uh, Megan O'Connor Vince, who teaches in Hyannis, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, who has this really great hip hop uh, curriculum that she's shared around the, the country. And it's actually published on Music First. Uh, Mike Walsh, who is uh, uh, one of the great band directors uh, in the state of Georgia, who uh, after many years of being a very successful band director is now uh, created a really innovative uh, audio engineering program uh, at his uh, high school in Alpharetta. Um, Stephanie Langle, who is the head of the music technology department at Berkeley College, which is, you know, when it comes to like schools that specialize in music and uh, Berkeley is, is, is no hack. So we're looking forward to, uh, it's like the Ivy league of music. Schools. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, there's a pretty serious music program, which is really cool. Lawrence gray, who runs a, uh, a program out in Los Angeles, um, that is a, uh, he contracts with schools in the, in Los Angeles County, uh, to do after school programs and even some, uh, programs during school that, uh, is really doing uh, his own kind of thing that he's developed uh, out on the West Coast. So that's always cool to kind of bring some West Coast and East Coast kind of stuff together. So pretty exciting lineup of, of people to talk to, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the things we're doing, too, is kind of the rebranding is taking a look at, you know, even just like the, the cover uh, you know, if you go to the podcast on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever, you know, there's always a, you know, a picture of the show. So we've come up with a new graphic uh, for the Mutech Teacher Talk uh, podcast that looks to be kind of cool. And uh, it's going to be I don't know, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, as far as social media goes, I mean, you know, what are some of the things that you've suggested uh, that we're going to try to do, you know, from the social media side of things? Uh Pretty much just posting more frequently, you know, getting the episodes out there. Uh, hopefully getting some of the, the guests to start promoting it as well because we get the, if we start getting the, the bigger pe- the bigger people to start promoting it, the people with more of a following, then we can start giving more of a following. It's like being paid with uh, exposure. Yeah, I mean, it's like the ultimate like grassroots campaign. The you know, the biggest thing, uh, most important thing you can do to support anybody who's running a podcast or you know a YouTube channel. The most important thing you can do is just to subscribe to the podcast or just or uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, you know, even on YouTube, you get uh, you know advertisements and commercials and stuff. And you know, I used to think in order for the 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 podcast publisher to benefit from that, that the people actually had to watch the commercials, but it's actually not true. Um, if you're watching someone's YouTube uh, channel and a commercial pops up and you're not really interested in whatever the commercial is about, just skip it. It doesn't impact that uh, YouTuber at all. The only thing that they really look at to track the analytics for these podcasts and YouTube channels is they look at subscribers. Uh, you know, how many people are subscribing to the channel. Um, another thing that's really helpful is if you leave reviews. So if you like the podcast or you uh, like the videos on the YouTube channel, um, you know, like it, hit that like button, uh, tell your friends about it, subscribe to the channel, and that's the way it grows. Yeah. You think? So what I don't you, think I know. Oh, see, that's good. See, that's why I hired you, because, you know, you're a smart kid. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, so this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. You know, what are some, do you have any particular goals you think that we can accomplish with this whole thing? Just get the word out for music tech more and as much as possible. 
I mean, it's a it's an incredible it's an incredible career path to take, where it's it's unfortunate because it's not that widely used in schools below like the college or high school level. So I I think because I mean like even in elementary schools they do coding and programming lessons with like scratch and stuff like that. So I just think that it would be a super cool goal to try and get the word out and start getting some of the the younger age groups more more education, more more versed, I guess, in uh, music technology. Yeah, I mean, because the thing about it is, I mean, all of you are out there on, you know, TikTok and flip-flop and whatever else that y'all are doing. And, um, you know, sometimes that content that y'all get isn't necessarily uh, positive or enriching. So I guess it'll be kind of, you know, cool to get something out there that uh, that is more positive. And, and the thing about it is, I mean, uh, you know, kids your age can absolutely do this like you're you're capable and uh and you've been taking coding lessons for how long now uh maybe a year or longer uh, it's been it's been at least two years you started in sixth grade didn't you maybe i can't remember yeah but i mean what are you doing for, i mean what is it about coding that you're all interested in the gaming side of things i mean like first of all i mean just like doing it in general makes it is is super cool I mean, it's a lot of typing, but when you get to see how it looks in in the uh, once it gets put out, how it looks once it's been created, once it's been implemented into whatever kind of thing you're using from a DAW for music technology. Because I mean, even even certain things like music and I mean, it's not just like software and games and stuff but there's like everything uses programming so i think i just think it's really cool to get to see all the outcomes that comes from you know just it's like you're just writing stuff down and then you create stuff it's like writing something in a notebook and then it comes to life i never really thought of it that way but i mean you're right it's like you kind of type it into existence it's like creating the laws of physics in your own world. Because there is, you know, with a lot of that stuff in the gaming to make it realistic. I mean, you actually have to understand. You, you legitimately have to make the physics for your game. I mean, that's how a lot of games with that are like physics-based games. Uh, probably one of the most popular ones, the v, the virtual reality game, uh, Boneworks, and its new successor, Bone Labs. Uh, two games known to be the most for having one of the most realistic physics of any game but those physics had to be programmed by the developers and not only did they have to be programmed but because it's such a it's such a new f- form of physics they had they had to make their own software to run it because no other software like unreal or unity had something like that so they had to make their own software for it to be able to run that physics that they created and I mean with Unreal and Unity and all those other game creation stuffs uh, when you're making the physics I mean they can they'll, they'll have some presets for you like you can change how strong the gravity is the friction of your character and whatnot. but you can also just like 
and go crazy with it, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, my brain is sort of exploding a little bit just trying to comprehend all that stuff you just said because, you know, it was all I could do to pass, like, basic algebra. And I think I was, like, when I was a junior in high school and you're doing this stuff, you know, like in middle school and actually understand it. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy, but it's but it's true. It's it, true. It, it's true. So, uh, yeah, and it's um, you know one of the things I think is really interesting is that you know you have these people that are creating these video games on these uh, you know gaming engines like you know uh, Unreal and and Riot, and you know the, the images that they're creating. I mean, if you think about it, you start off with a blank computer monitor. I mean, there's nothing there, and you're typing in code, which is really just a a kind of language you like you start out with two things right you start out with your interface where you can have access to your assets folder the uh the assets library for what you own you still have to create things yourself or if you can't create something you can buy it to have it implemented in but you you start off with just this blank face you get to see the game or what will be the game, but it's really just an empty void. I mean, you can see where the bottom is and you can see the sky because of the horizon line, but it's really just that, and then you have your programming software, which for Unity is C-sharp. But those are the only two things you start with. After that, it's just going around, bringing objects and reshaping them, throwing them together, going to other softwares for, like, graphic design and music design, like, uh, or graphic design and sound design, like Blender, which is one of the most popular ones for graphic design, uh, GarageBand, or, like, Soundtrap for sound and music design, and you have to do all that to get it in. But even once you have it in, you still have to program that stuff to work. Because you can have it in the game, but it doesn't do anything. Like, it has no physics, it has no interactability, it has no function unless you program it in. And even farther, like, it can only do something you want when you tell it precisely what to do. Like, if you want this sound to play on this cue when this certain thing happens, you have to type out when da-da-da-da-da play sound XYZ. Yeah, so I guess you can like create the sound of like footsteps or somebody running, but you actually have to tell the computer like when you want that sound to happen, right? So it has to be like a trigger or something that turns it on. Uh yeah. Like for example, uh one popular horror game franchise, Five Nights at Freddy's, which is actually getting a movie soon. Um like it has a lot of scary ambient sounds white noise stuff like carnival music playing laughing footsteps and one of the most memorable ones the jump scare which that noise is programmed to only play when you fail to defend yourself from the enemies in the game. Yeah, they always those always get me the jump scares. And yeah, that's what a lot of people don't think about is that actually with humans, like silence, like absolute silence, is really uncomfortable for us because 
we rarely are ever in an environment that, that is there, completely silent. That is no sound. So if you're whether you're doing like a you know a soundtrack for a movie or if you're doing sounds you know for a video game, that's one of the things that creates that illusion of or to make it more realistic is having those little details like just an ambient sound, whether it's like the sound of the wind blowing or if it's some kind of like, you know, just drone, like creepy whoa, 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 or whatever in the background. And, and even so, like, e- even like with, when it's not in media, when it's in real life, like you, there's, there's always all these sorts of discussions, like what it's the scariest place on earth. But I think one of the most reoccurring answers I've heard to the scariest place on earth is these rooms that are completely and utterly soundproofed like no lights they have like the the most high quality soundproofing you can get to the point where like it's even under the floor and they have it on like a trampoline kind of spring thing so that that doesn't make any noise it's just a tarp and then under it is even more soundproofing not a tarp like a a net almost yeah now i've heard of these it's it's not like a it's not a hyperbolic chamber there's a name for it but yeah, they say that it is so. The room is so quiet you that after you start hearing your heartbeat, you, you can, can hear the sound of your own heartbeat. Can you imagine? There, there's another thing about it where, like, a lot of times when people are in there, they'll be like, "I swear, I can hear like a train, like a train going by on tracks." That's not what they're hearing most of the time. I know there's like one in New York that might be, that might be a train going because it's New York. But most of the time, what they're actually hearing is the blood running through their body. They're not hearing trains. They're hearing blood getting pumped through their, their veins. And you actually start to get, like, disoriented and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, like if you- there's, these, there's these things. I can't remember what they're called. I think they're, like, liminal chambers where it suspends all of your senses. It's a pitch dark room. They give you, so there's sight. They give you earbuds, so you can't hear anything. There's hearing. You're not eating anything, so there's no taste, pretty obviously. Most of the time, the only thing you're going to feel is water, because they put you in like a water tank, like a bathtub almost. It's like uh, Stranger Things when they put Eleven in the... Yeah, and they just have you floating around. It's a sensory deprivation tank. Ah, there we go. And you're just floating around in there. No senses, just silence, darkness. I mean, and part of the reason why they put you in the water is to deprive you of the sense of gravity. Because, I mean, it's a sense that's so common because, you know, you're, you're not always like... I mean, gravity's literally everywhere. You're, that's why we're on the ground. But, like, once you get into water or something like that, like if you're skydiving... Uh, or when you're on a trampoline, there's a feeling, although most of the time temporary, of weightlessness. The feeling that you get in a sensory deprivation tank isn't temporary. That's part of the whole thing. So you have absolutely no feeling. And you don't realize the feeling of gravity until you've tried something like that. And then when you try and get out, you're disoriented and you can barely stand. Yeah, what, like, like if you are truly... Deprived of all senses or sensory, like do you even cease to exist? Like, do we exist without sensing something? It's kind of. I mean, I guess that would 
that would drive it's driving me crazy just to think about it a little bit yeah yeah well cool I mean it, it, it hasn't gone doesn't <coughs> go to a point where the brain ceases to function that has happened numerous times and it has had numerous different outcomes <coughs> one of the outcomes was uh, I mean, I don't. I still don't know if this is real or not, but it's definitely very popularly talked about. Uh, the Russian sleep experiment from like World War Two, mm. where they were. It's it's they pretty much were trying a super soldier serum that would make their soldiers extremely powerful, but it deprived them of sleep to the point where <coughs> months had gone by and they had not slept. They. They began to deform. They did not appear human anymore. What is this? Like this? This sounds like I'm not sure if it's some like real. crazy conspiracy stuff. Now you can't believe everything you see on the internet. I'm I'm very aware. Okay, I'm just saying. Scott, I'm Scott. Yeah, it's it's an it's a very it's a it's a very popular instance. Another one. I I mean I just heard about this recently, but there was a study done with college students. Um, about what boredom does to the mind and they were getting paid like $20 to just lay down in a bed for a few hours I want that job and like, I'm, I'm good at it I'm just saying they, they would pretty much be stuck in there for hours with absolutely nothing but their thoughts and I mean at, at sometimes like it was they were just thinking about old memories. Some would run through, would run movies through their heads, but at at a point it got to they had nothing to think about to the point where they were just counting, like counting numbers, up until the thousands. But then, at one point, everything is limited. At one point, they ran out of thoughts. They ran out of thoughts to think. They couldn't think anymore. Their brain had ceased to function. So all of their senses, because they didn't know what was going on, because the brain wasn't telling them what to do. It was pretty much a complete, like the body had gone crazy. Because, I mean, they, they were just laying down. They weren't up and moving around, so they weren't doing anything dangerous. But, like, they could feel things touching them, probably from their nerves activating, because the brain wasn't commanding them. They were seeing hallucinations. One of the most popular ones, uh, or the most recurring one, was a house on a hill. Like, just, like, you know when you go to get that eye test, and it's like, when you get your eyes checked, and you gotta put the thing on your face, and it's like the really long road. Yeah. And then the house with the red roof on the, on the hill. Yeah. It's really similar. That's really similar to what was described that they were seeing. And, like, they, they could... Another thing that they described was being able to feel someone laying down in the bed with them. But they were by themselves. It was like they were beginning to see and feel ghosts. Which is why they stopped doing it. Because they were scared that they were seeing the paranormal. But it was a very interesting instance to see what happens when... I guess when boredom takes over of the mind. I guess. You know, if I was left alone with my thoughts, uh, that I'd be... I'd be pretty alone. It's like it's like they had imaginary friends that came to life. I don't know. I have I have imaginary friends probably in my head all the time. So I'm always thinking about my only imaginary friend is my inner monologue. Okay. Well, I have. The, I guess I have that. 
Most of my thoughts are just kind of dumb. <laughs> but I stay amused, I yeah. suppose. But, yeah. yeah, that's good. Have you ever, um, like, with, not with, like, the inner monologue, but have you ever just, like, had a conversation with yourself in your head? Oh, yeah. All like, the time. Like, okay, that's a bad way to put this. Like, when you're thinking, can you hear the thoughts in your head? Like, are they loud or are you just, like, visualizing the words? Can you hear, like, someone talking in your head? Or are you thinking of what they were would say? Or are you, like, thinking of the words? Well, I think when... So, I mean, you're thinking of the words regardless because it's all happening in your head. Right. But can you hear anything with that? That I, seems to be one of the most, like, controversial topics is, like, I don't have an inner monologue. Like, there's no one in my head talking to me. And it's, like, it's like half and half, like, I mean, some people don't have an inner monologue. They only think in pictures. Some people don't think in pictures. They can only think in words. But with the people that think in words either words only or words and pictures which is most of everyone it's very split between if they can hear a voice in their head or if it's just like words I don't for me I feel like I can I actually hear my voice in my head but the voice I hear in my head of my voice sounds a lot different than the voice I hear like when I'm listening to myself talk on a recording or a podcast. Like, does it sound like high school you? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same person. Maybe there's someone else talking to me that I think is me, but it's not really me because their voice is different. I mean, well, it wouldn't surprise me because sometimes, I mean, everyone's brain brains work differently. But I wouldn't be surprised if with some people, their inner monologue is someone else's voice. Because talking to just yourself could be kind of maddening, I feel. Yeah, but I do have times where I feel like, like I can certainly remember if I'm thinking of someone, whether it's like, you know, maybe a family member or, you know, an old friend that... You, you know, can hear their voice. I can hear their voice. And sometimes, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, my, my, my grandfather that uh, passed away, gosh, it's been almost 20 years now but you know he had all these great uh, you know grandfatherly words of advice and sayings and sometimes I'll be in a situation I swear like I can hear him hear his voice in my head but like it's it's another kind of thing like have you ever been like sitting in a room by yourself or like not even by yourself but just like sitting in a quiet room and then you hear someone in that room or you hear someone that you know call your name yes like, you're just sitting there, and then you just hear, like, like... Dad! I've heard that before, and it was like your sister. And I, like, sat up in the bed and was like... <laughs> I remember a lot of times... Um, does that have a name? Uh, I, uh, it probably does. There's been, a, there's been a lot of times where, like, I've been sitting in your, in your room before or after school. I've just been sitting there, like, on my iPad or on my phone... Like one earbud in, and then I just hear from like down the hall, Will, like or like even in the room, it's just Will, I'm like, oh. you say something? Yeah, no, yeah, no, I've, yeah, I've had that before. That's that is pretty. That's 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 weird. So, but uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, but yeah, so you never like with the podcast. <laughs> 
like we were saying, you never uh, for these in between weeks. Uh, who knows? I don't know what we're going to talk about. So it's either going to be news or just talking. Yeah, it could you know it's uh, you know that's there's a certain freedom in that to kind of uh, talk about whatever we want to talk about. So it may just be me, and I don't know. Maybe we'll do some of his own episodes. Maybe we'll do some of those together. So, but mutate teacher talk. There is some really great stuff go, uh, coming that you are going to enjoy. Uh, and I do hope you subscribe, click that thumbs up. Cause like I said, that really helps, uh, promote the channel and the for more, the people on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. For the people on YouTube, but, uh, you know, even, uh, liking and reviewing on Spotify or Apple, uh, the more likes and reviews uh, that it gets, the more likely it's to pop up, uh, as a suggestion for, you know, other people. So, uh, share with your friends. Uh, there's links for all this that uh, I'll include in the notes on the YouTube channel, but also in the podcast. Um, so yeah, you know, if you can like subscribe and share with your friends and like, do you got to check it out? Because they're just, this is awesome in a weird kind of stupid, but sometimes smart and informative way. <laughs> Who knows? So if you've listened this far, thank you. I appreciate you hanging out and listening to the reboot of Mutech Teacher Talk. The, the reintroduction. The reintroduction, that's what we're calling it. The reintroduction of Mutech Teacher Talk. And as of right now, we have programming that's going to be uh, scheduled out at least that will take us to the end of August. So uh, hopefully every week uh, between now. we got a lot lined up. A lot lined up. It's going to be awesome. You're going to like it, so share it. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, teacher, Will teacher, Production teacher, Social Media Manager teacher, Thank you teacher, my man You're doing a great job teacher, teacher, And we'll talk to you network. soon This is Ethan Will We're out Network 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 Music 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 Technology Music Technology Music Technology